Hey everyone, this is Michael Cox with Black SD Magazine, and we are back with Behind the Business. And now I have with us the NFL Hall of Famer, <laughs> the legend, the man himself, Andre Reed. Hey Mike, how you doing, man? How are you doing? Uh, I I don't know. I'm. I like the legend, all that kind of stuff. You know, that's pretty cool. But I don't I don't consider myself a legend unless I'm around other players. Oh, I mean, but you uh, are the reason why some of us aspire to be more when we were kids. Seeing you on the stage, seeing yeah. you there. You know, it's one of those things when not from from the field to the stage of telling people your story. When you said that's. Uh, I remember seeing one of the um, a video where you when you actually were inducted and mm -hmm. you spoke about what your mom did for you, and you see the screen go to her and she has this tear. Those that, are the things yeah. where people have to understand the importance of it all, and that's why you are a legend because you you do that. Yeah, I think um, you know to keep in perspective, um, you know I was born to, to play the game of football. I think you know people ask me, well, uh, you did what you did in the game, but what did you aspire to be when you were a kid? And everybody probably thinks I aspired to be a professional athlete. And that's not really, to a certain point, yeah. But, you know, I wanted to do the things I think my mom and dad would want me to do. And that was, you know, get an education, uh, number one. If the football thing worked out, that's just a bonus. So I kind of went at it from that angle because that's really, you know, what your parents want you to do. They want you to get that education, get that piece of paper. Yeah. Um, every parent should inspire that if they can. Um, you know, football was really secondary. Um, and it just so happened, you know, I, I got good at it and I had a lot of people that helped me. There's no doubt about it. It wasn't, you know, God-given ability, but you still have to hone that ability too. Mm -hmm. And, you know, he always put me in the right places at the right time and with the right people uh, that inspired me to be great. And that's what I tell kids nowadays. I said, it doesn't matter where you're from, what color you are, how much money you got. If you have a, a passion and you aspire to be anything you want to be, don't let anybody take that dream from you because it's it's especially in this world yeah. because there's a people out there ready to pat you on the back, but at the same time, <laughs> they're sticking you in the back too. Yeah. So you got to be true to yourself and, and realize that uh, if you're always moving forward and forget all the people on the side to a certain point, unless they want to help you, yeah. that you can achieve any goal you want to achieve. You know, it's funny you said about the, you know, pat on the back and then you maybe not know that someone else has other plans for your relationship. Yeah. How can people know that, especially when they're growing up or they're in this fast paced society, you know, mm -hmm. they, they some some now with social media, kids are making it, you know, famous before the age of 10 sometimes. How do, how did you know who was for Andre, who was against Andre and who was trying to play <clears throat> Andre? I think, uh, you know, as a kid, I it, it's different in this world. You know, we're in a digital age. We're in a world of, uh, you know, internet. The internet just when that when I started, that just you know turned everything up around. You know, in, in this whole country, in the world, it turned everything up. People are able to get out there more. Uh, they're able to show what they have, um, be able to be who they want to be. You, you couldn't. You, it's not that you were behind closed doors before, but you were. I mm -hmm. mean, it was your family, your friends. Uh, you're in sports it's your teammates yeah. your coaches those are the people that saw you the most yeah. but with the age we're in now all you got to do is take one picture and do something and press a button everybody, everybody knows what you're doing yeah. and that's the difference and you know we talked about this earlier uh, when we were sitting outside there that we're in an entitlement kind of you know era yeah. um, kids feel self-entitled uh, because of whatever reason, mm -hmm. you know, not because of their parents, because I don't think there's too many parents that 
okay, teach your kids, hey, you're self-entitled. They, they, they don't teach them that. Yeah. They teach them the respect to, you know, know and make the right decisions. And if you make a bad decision, be ready for the consequence of it. Uh, be ready for the consequence of a good decision, too, because mm -hmm. both of them can hurt you. Yeah. And that's the kind of age we're in now. And we hopefully will move out of that and have kids be who they are, where they're from, whatever, and just, you know, be taken for who they are as people inside yeah. instead of just posting something or doing this and doing, oh, yeah, that's really them. But you don't really know that's them. Exactly. That's, you know, unless you sit down and talk with them and then you see the real person. And I think we've lost that in this country. We don't want to get in front of people and talk to them and know who they are inside before we know what they do on the outside. No, so, definitely. Yeah, I, I agree with you. And I think it really leads to a, a cognitive dissonance that a lot of people, you know, experience with social media because of you course, want to yeah. look happy. You want to look, you know, like everything is put together. So then when things aren't going well in your life, it's like you have this dramatic breakdown. You shouldn't, you know. No. And I think it's that's why I do love <coughs> before the day and age of social media, because when I go back, I tell you again, I um, before interviews, I always like to research even more. I like to get those sweet spots. You said this one thing that really stuck a chord, because for me, my mom makes you recipes. I used to always say this to her. You said when you used to pass the garment factory that your mom worked in, you said, I'm going to take you out of this one day. I'll take like, you out of it. You know, and I used to say that to my mom, but my mom, she a black mama that said, because I used to say, I'm going to buy you a maid one day. She said, you can buy me a house, but you're not buying no maid. I'm cleaning my own house. <laughs> <laughs> you know, so, but those are those values that yeah. you can't teach anymore. Like, you can teach nowadays, but we're so focused on, like, making it so fast. But those we're are We're not those poor, impatient. Yeah. We're, we're not a patient society. We want things now. We want, we want to be rewarded right now, which there's nothing wrong with being rewarded right now. Mm -hmm. But then now, what are you going to do after that? Are you going to just rest on that, which most people do? They rest on their laurels or what they've done before. Or are you going to continue to keep going forward and inspiring other people? Mm -hmm. um, and I think as an athlete, you're on the stage and people are looking at you and they watch every move you make. Even now that I don't play anymore, you know, the minute I do something crazy, whatever, guess where I'm at? And I'm not in the paper. I'm right on the Internet. <laughs> And that goes out to billion, you know, that goes out to a billion people or whatever. So you have to be careful. And I tell a lot of these young kids, you better got to be careful in your private life, in your professional life and be able to, you know, get right in the middle and keep both of them there. But if one gets a little crazy in the other, you got to keep the other one at bay because one could get into the other one and tear it all up. Yeah. And, and then you got to be unselfish. Yeah. You know, there's a lot of kids that are selfish nowadays. How do you how do you keep that balance with your with your own children? You know, as a father, how do you keep that balance where you know they they grew up in a different era, a different socioeconomic background? Yeah, Everything, that's a good question. From your life to now, there is a whole difference. You know, their friendships, their network is so different than yours. How do you keep them grounded, or at least if they're sometimes out of whack, how do you bring them I, back? I think I again, football's been my life, and I think I relate a lot of things I say to them to me when I was their age or even before. Uh, and I use that as a kind of a foundation to tell them that if you do it this way, this will happen, just like, you know, making the decisions. Um, and I said earlier, my, you know, my kids, they grew up in a little privileged life, but, you know, I didn't make them coming from where I came from and doing what I did. You want to give your kids and anybody would do this. And you want to give your kids the best life they can have. Mm -hmm. But now I, I tried to tell them that regardless of what I did, you still got to work hard. 
you still got to go through things that aren't going to be great for you. And you got to still be, you got to be resilient because it's not going to go your way all the time. It didn't go my way all the time. Mm-hmm. You know, what people saw on TV, not necessarily meant what was going on at home. Yeah. And we all have things that we have to deal with that not only define us, but again, the word inspire is so important to me mm-hmm. because somebody inspired me. Um, and that's why I'm doing what I do now to inspire other kids. Yeah. Uh, and you know my kids to say hey if it don't go your way keep knocking on the door yeah. keep looking in the window sooner or later somebody's going to peek about peek back at you yeah and as long as they have that kind of mindset and they go forward like that um the times that you get turned away or it doesn't work for you you know that you have what it's in, inside of you inside. to keep going forward yeah, yeah. Nice. You know, and speaking of Inspired, you know, you started with your foundation. You mm-hmm. have the Read with the Read 83, and you want to inspire, um, you know, kids at a certain age and certain economic um, backgrounds. Right. Why is that? Where, where did that come from? It's such a powerful message, and it's such a, you know, it's a great philanthropy, and you're giving back. <clears> but <throat> what inspired you for that? Well, that that's that to me. I mean, you know, I uh, the Boys and Girls Clubs of America were so important to me as a kid because of my home life, you know, it was a safe haven I can go to and always feel welcome, uh, see kids my age, maybe in the same kind of situation I was, um, and just get away from some of the things that were happening at home. And, and I'm not saying that I had a bad home life, but it wasn't, it, it wasn't Brady Bunch. <laughs> you know, it wasn't like the Brady Bunch, that's for sure. Um, you know, growing up in an interracial family in the mid seventies, it was, oh. it was pretty tough. Yeah. Um, you know, going to school and, getting teased and getting bullied and I, I, I got a lot of it and I think sports was my you know kind of my refuge my safe haven besides going to the boys and girls club um, that kept me as sane as I could be because when I went home that's when all the drama started yeah. and how did I my two brothers and my sister come out of some of the things that we saw and what was happening was uh, I think we all stuck together um, you know my mom was probably the most important person in my life, even though my dad taught me a lot of things too about being tough and uh, you know never quitting, all that kind of stuff. But my mom, at any time, could have just said, "I can't do this no more." And there was times that that could have happened. Yeah. You know, I was in foster care for three, four years, in and out of foster care. Oh, wow. So, and there's somebody I always, you know, I look back on it and I said somebody had it worse than me. Yeah. And I tell my kid, you know, yesterday I talked to him this morning, and he's like, "Well, school and this." I go, "Dude." <laughs> I, I have to say that dude do you realize somebody got a way worse than you 10 times as worse as you so just you know strap up your boots and tighten them a little tighter man yeah. that's that's what god wants you to do because he, he's giving you things to see how you ha- handle it and how you react um so you know my home life had a lot to do with what i am today and to inspire these kids you know through my reading program through uh, the read with read 83 through my foundation uh god has given me that platform as a player and now i'm not the player anymore you know we, you can go on the internet and find out what i did but you know every catch i made doesn't compare to the catch that i'm doing you know these kids are catching with me uh telling them what's up and telling them that dude the sky's the limit if you if you want to reach it yeah uh yeah Wow, that needs to be on a shirt. Yeah. <laughs> that needs to be on a shirt. Let's trademark it, okay? Yeah, We're going to no trademark doubt, it together no doubt, after no this. No doubt. You know, what 
how can people, um, you know, support, donate, or sponsor mm-hmm. when it comes to this program and your foundation in general? What are ways that they can do, um, you know, help your cause? Through through uh, you, through the internet. <laughs> <laughs> through the internet. <laughs> yeah, through uh through uh Instagram at, at Andre Reed, uh, uh, underscore. What is it? No, it's Andre underscore Reed eight three is my Instagram and my Twitter. Um, they can go through the foundation uh, to w.andrereedarfoundation.org to find out what we're doing. We have a golf tournament coming up December 2nd. Um, I have a golf tournament every year back in Pennsylvania. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, it's all for the program, the reading program. Nice, nice. Do you have any moments that you can say wow when it came to the inception of this um you know program when it comes to read mm-hmm. read 83 do you have any like moments you can share where you're like wow this is this is doing it's doing what i wanted it to do yeah um well how it got its start and and teresa told you about this earlier how it got its start um you know obviously reading is such an important part of people's lives if we couldn't read if i couldn't read i wouldn't be able to read the playbook if you can read, you know, your script about what you're talking about, you wouldn't know what you're doing. Uh, it's a very important part of life. And, you know, kids nowadays, they have to read at a certain age to, to keep going. Mm-hmm. Um, if they're not reading at a third grade level, they're kind of behind behind a little bit. And, and they're, they're um, you know, things could happen that they don't want to happen. Uh, but the Read with Read 83 program, uh, obviously my name, last name is Reed. <laughs> I found that out yesterday. Play on words. Yeah, my last name's Reed, and and my girlfriend Teresa said, "You know what? Have have you?" And she this kind of hit home because I don't think anybody's ever asked this to me. And she said, "Did your mom ever read to you mm-hmm. um, as a kid when you came home from school?" And you know, some kids, some kids, you you know, as an adult, you you remember the things you want to remember. Mm-hmm. And you know, again, I had a lot of drama at my house, but. I, I have to tell you, and I told her, I said, no, I don't remember my mom reading to me. Yeah. And then I even got it kind of stamp of approval on it when I asked her, my mom. And she said, no, I didn't have no time to read to you. Yeah. So that was, that was pretty, uh, not devastating, but there was so much going on that, and we joked about Jet Magazine and Ebony being at the house. Yeah. They were the only <laughs> books I had probably <laughs> besides, besides going to the library. Yeah. And going to the Boys and Girls Club and be able to read there in a safe place and not, you know, worry about my dad coming home crazy or whatever you want to talk about. Um, so my mom didn't read to me. My dad definitely didn't read to me. So where did I learn reading? Obviously in school, the library, um, and sometimes, you know, my football coaches. You know, I I found any way I could to to read a book if I could somewhere. And the Boys and Girls Club is probably the, the most important place for me to read and to feel safe about reading mm-hmm. instead of sitting at home reading and something happening. So uh, that was, uh, you know, that really hit home um, wow. when when that that occurred. No, <laughs> yeah. no, no, I love it. Yeah. Wow, I always love it because those stories are things that people need to hear so they can relate, you know, because mm-hmm. some people, they see you on stage, they see these things, you know, they even have me saying, they don't know the on, background, saying the legend, the man, Andre, you know, and in their heads, the, the applause, but they don't see that young biracial child 
in Pennsylvania walking past this where you say you knew your mom was making these fabrics and all these things. They don't see that part, you know, they don't see it. And I think it's really important that they also see that you you started this program and with it, you're in six boys and girls clubs so far. Right. And Uh, we're in where the reading programs in. Ten reading rooms ten and reading like third, yeah, ten reading rooms. But we're in uh, visited ten reading uh, vi- visited thirty. Sixty four reading. See, I'm bad with numbers. We've states. been to thirty states okay. and visited nice. close to sixty five reading rooms, uh, boys and girls clubs in those thirty states. Oh wow! And we have fourteen reading rooms. Um, and I've been, we've been all the way from almost at the Arctic Circle in Alaska. Wow. And you wouldn't think there's a Boys and Girls Club yeah. up there, but polar bears. <laughs> there really is a Boys and Girls Club all the way There's a there. Boys and Girls Club. We went to a little village off of uh, uh, a little village uh, not too far from Anchorage. Yeah. And we landed in this little, uh, you know, crop duster plane. They call them, what do they call the planes? Bush planes. And I know, quick story, we got on a plane. I was like, is, is, is this going to make it? <laughs> it was one of those feelings. <laughs> mm, that thing started. I go, start it up. He started it up. I go, mm, I don't know if I can get on this one. <laughs> but we got up on there and made it, and it was like a 20-minute flight yeah. uh, across. We saw beluga whales. We oh, saw wow. it was crazy, man. You know, I mean, when's the last time we saw a beluga whale yeah. uh, except at the zoo? Yeah. Um, and we landed on not a strip but a gravel strip for the planes. Oh, wow. So this little village had about, uh, I don't know how many kids in this village. It was an Indian village. Mm -hmm. They had a boys and girls club in this village. It was a trailer, but it was a boys and girls club. So it just goes to show you the impact that boys and girls clubs have, has all over the country, all over the world to a certain point. And, uh, that was uh, that really taught me a lot. It's like, wow, we're way up here in the middle of nowhere, and they're teaching kids how important, how be, how to be respectful, um, how to never quit, uh, be honest, um, all the things that you teach your kids when you're little, and the things that you've learned when you're little. They're teaching these kids at the top of the world almost the same thing. So that really put in perspective that how the impact and how they, they impact kids all over. Mm-hmm. Um, so um, that was pretty amazing to see that. Nice. I love it. Yeah. How far do you want this program to reach with the Boys and Girls Club? Or do you even want it to go outside of the Boys and Girls Club to other, like, nonprofits, libraries, yeah. schools? What's, like, what's your, you know, they say these big audacious goals. What if mm. if, if you can paint the picture for me? Yeah, we're, we're like? always looking to, to expand. I think we, we want to continue to do the reading program and continue to put these reading uh, rooms in, in Boys and Girls Clubs because it's, it's a place where they can go and, and they can be themselves. Uh, they could, whatever book they're reading, they can be anywhere they want to be. Uh, and these kids that we go to, and you mentioned it before, they're 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 underprivileged kids. They're kids, you know. We're going in the hood, yeah. You know, we're going to boys and girls club where, you know, mom and dad might be working all day, or one might be working, the other one's nowhere to be found. So we're in these clubs where these kids need this kind of thing, and it's it's uh, you know, the power of reading is it's knowledge is power, yeah. And uh, we know how important it is. 
and to tell these kids that I came from where I came from that I'm just like them and I think I want to come on there get down on their level and not just be oh the the Hall of Fame football player is coming in here no the Hall of Fame football player was just like you at a certain point <laughs> um, so representation does matter yeah so that means that you could do what I did and and keep the you know that mindset give them that mindset um, so we uh, we're going to continue it we love you know we we love to get into more nonprofit and, and kind of collaborate with other nonprofits uh, in everything. So we're, we're always open to something. Uh, again, our golf tournament raises money for the foundation and for the, for the reading program. And, um, you know, we're going to continue to do it as long as we can, as long as I'm here. Nice. Nice. Definitely. Yeah. You know, with black SC magazine, we're definitely on push. We have a lot of different partnerships and mm-hmm. things that we want to push. That'd be great. Yeah. And even myself, I have a nonprofit in Los Angeles. So definitely been to a, the LA boys and girls club. One of oh, them up see. there. <laughs> see, definitely. And then yeah. even with schools, even with, um, I'm such a nerd where I'm connected with my principal who started the, uh, my middle school. I went to, she wow. started it with a hundred kids. A char- uh, it was called community charter middle school. Still there. She started with a hundred kids and she had a vision, you know, and she said these, um, you know, these black and brown kids, they need something else. So this was her first charter school. And I was like, I was super excited for it. She did everything that you, you know, you want to see with these kids. You know, we took tests. It was called Gates McGinnity back then. Mm-hmm. And it separated us based off of our English and math score so that we can um, advance with the same group of kids so it wouldn't be an issue. Like You, you wouldn't know, be so behind. You wouldn't fall behind. Exactly. Yeah. And she even um, did it where we had four periods where instead of it would be an hour, we had an hour and 45 minutes because she saw that um, kids at a certain age learn better when they're, um, you know, at a longer duration. Of course, yeah. She grew that from one school to now. 15 um, wow. and it's um it's called puck now and she had she started that with seven hundred fifty thousand dollars. we just celebrated the 20th anniversary of it and now it's at a five million dollar um what you call it revenue and that's 15 awesome schools. Man. so that's I great. definitely programs like yours i'm the product of a program like that when someone has a dream and i tell people all the time i cannot take that back that experience that never you know yeah. you you can't it's just it's when people come back and they want to do it, you know what I mean? And it, and it teaches you entrepreneurship at an early age, you know, and I can't complain, you know what I mean? When yeah. I, I, I looked at my principal, I'm like, it's 20 years, like I'm sitting next to you and we're talking about this. And she said, Mike, sometimes I had this aha moment. I saw you guys crossing the street and she said, I'm really doing this, yeah. you know what I mean? So that's mm-hmm. why I want to see what was that aha moment when you're at like, when you're going to Alaska yeah. and Arnica and you're like, we're really seeing this. I, I, I want some kid in 10 years, uh, you know, just passing by if I'm somewhere. And hey, Mr. Reed, uh, I was in your reading program in, in Kansas City. I just want to thank you for what you've done and how you've inspired me to be who I am. And now I'm, you know, working at a big company and I'm, you know, in line to be the CEO or something, something like that. And I go, well, that's, that's why we did this. Yeah. Um, because we want these kids to, to feel like they can do anything Yeah. no matter what. And, um, uh, that's the goal of, of our program. Not just the hell oh, yeah, Andre, the hall of famer comes in, but we take, take these kids to football games and we give them an experience of a lifetime for one day at a game. They get VIP. We go down in the field before the game while the guys are warming up. If it's their favorite player, they want to I call them over. You know, like we went to uh, New England a few years back, two or three years ago, and uh, the kids, the two kids, three kids were on the sideline. And uh, it was funny because the owner of the Patriots I was talking to, and then these kids were like, who is this man over here? He's right next to us. I go, well, this man owns the stadium and owns the football team. <laughs> 
So that w- that's the fun part about it. Yeah. You know what I mean? So, you know, we're giving these kids an experience of a lifetime that they they get to go to a game and get the VIP treatment for a whole whole day. Okay, get whatever they want to eat at the uh, at the stadium. They get great seats and they get to meet some of the players. Yeah. And that's from reading books. You have mm-hmm. to read books. You just it just doesn't happen. Yeah. Um, you know, I would definitely know that's super important because uh, my grandmother makes recipes and she's biracial like yourself. She's um, half Jewish, half black. And she had those very core values. I remember when I was younger coming home, um, when I went to go um, visit her anytime, her first question was, how's your grades? And she literally would, her whole body would change if you hesitated or if you said anything below a B. Oh, she would literally give you that type of like hug. She walked. Like, she walked in like that. Yeah, she, she you already knew. You're like, oh, oh, here it comes. <laughs> this is the first question she <laughs> yeah. would, and that's just how our family's way is very Midwest. Very those were those tough core values that you know. I would say I have a B. My dad would say that's still not an A, and I'm like, but it's in piano, and I don't even know how to do piano. And he said, that's an excuse. Are you going to become it? You know, so I definitely love those values you teach because that's what's necessary because I don't make excuses. Values, in life. And, man. And so Starts many people there, yeah. do it so early, you know. It's like, well, I'm a product of this. I'm, you know, I, w- I actually want to touch on this. People talk about football and it being a way for a lot of kids, you know, especially African-Americans get, get out of the neighborhoods. But yeah. you really tie in football and education because a lot of people don't see that. You know, they yeah. only see the ball, but you tie in books and the ball, you know, so. Yeah, you have to. I mean, you can have all the talent in the world. If you don't have the brains, you don't have a good, mm-hmm. you know, educational background or you don't view school as important. It doesn't matter what your feet and your hands and your, you know, your, le- your legs can do. Um, you know, I really am, am proud of a guy like Deion Sanders, who I played against, who's now the head coach at Jackson State University. Um, not only does he bring credibility to the HBCU schools, but He's going to take a lot of kids to a certain point away from the Alabamas and the Michigans and all that and bring them to his program because he's not only a mentor, he is a builder of character. Yeah. And when I was young, it was, you know, my dad, I I didn't know what character meant. Mm-hmm. You know, I thought it was the cartoon dudes, <laughs> you know, character. He's a character, yeah. But I had people, you know, coaches and and friends and people that cared about me a lot and they told me what character was, and my dad told me what character was, but it was just a little different way he told me. Mm-hmm. Uh, so um, I always remember that those coaches telling me, you know, character is what you need, number one. Mm-hmm. Then all the other stuff comes. <laughs> so, yeah. Because how, how did you – we're going to get into your ugly sweater um, golf tournament. I oh, yeah. I to talk about that, but one thing I saw – how did you navigate with character, with your morals, with your uh, all these things mm-hmm. you had, your, you know, your – treasure chest of you know who andre reed is and who he will be how did you keep it all so well put with this magnificent career this spotlight how did you stay sane true to yourself you know because i want people to be inspired also to say i don't care how much success i have i still always know how to get back to my moral compass exactly i I just was very humble i mean being humble and having humility is hard to do in a world today Mm -hmm. Um, because you're always continuously to a certain point. If you're doing well, people are patting you on the back. But the same people that are patting you on the back are the ones that, you know, if you're falling, they're the ones that are getting out the way. <laughs> Why do think, they get think, out the way? Think about that. Why do they get out the way? The ones that want to be with you and like, yeah, yeah, okay. Hey, man, where we going? Nah, 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 nah. Soon something happened to you or whatever. Man, I don't know. Hey, <laughs> I, wouldn't, I wasn't even invited. <laughs> wow. So that's, I think you have to, 
keep that in mind, especially in this world with a digital age and all of what's happening with the internet that, you know, who are your friends? Who are the people that care about you as a person? And who are the people that care about you because of what you do? Okay. I'm gonna t- I'm gonna take the people that care about me as a person because without the person, what you're doing is not, it, that doesn't work. It's you're not gonna be that that person you are, yeah, nice. or that player, that athlete you are. You gotta be a good person first, because that sooner or later you're gonna get called out on it. You might beat it for a while, but sooner or later it'd be like, yeah, he's a good player and this and all, but he's just not a good dude. Yeah. He's not a good person, and I struggled with that in my career at a certain point because I always thought I was better than people. Mm-hmm. You know, I had that mindset. I'm better than you no matter what. I'm this, I'm that. And I think as I got on in my years, especially now, uh, you're only better than somebody on a certain day. Yeah. You got, that's, that's, you still got six more days. <laughs> and you got six, <laughs> you got six, six out of seven days. days. <laughs> that's right. One day it just yeah. says not enough. Yeah. So, um, and I was able to, through a lot of other people too, I, I had to kind of look at myself, man, because mm-hmm. I was really losing to a certain point a lot of friends and friends that were with me, friends that were against me to a certain point, but I had to fix myself first before, mm-hmm. you know, I can start leaving people out the backside. I've, I've left go a lot of friends yeah, um, for whatever reason, and that's, you know, my reasons, um, but they weren't really my friends in the first place. They just want to be around you, and that's that's what a lot of these kids have to be very aware of: is the ones that are with you because of what you do, versus the ones that are with you because of who you are. Nice, I love that. Yeah. Um, I tell my entrepreneurs that all the time because you know it's such a competitive um, landscape to do anything: business, sports, science. It doesn't matter what it is. You know, and I tell them all the time. I said, "Who you are is the thing that makes you unique. What you do is is very generic." I said, even from podcasts to books and magazines to footballs. That's generic because anybody can pick it up. Anybody can also gain the skill or learn. They might not be as well as you, but who you are as a person, that's the thing that no one can ever, you know, replicate and why you're doing what you're doing. You can't take it away from you either. Yeah, exactly. That's like, you know, that's your God-given purpose. And that's Mm -hmm. why I love when you say you have to find out who Andre was and what what matters to him the most because that's it's hard sometimes because you have other people in your ears don't yeah i had a fog bro i was you know i was walking through a fog you know how the guys come out the tunnel in the fog that's how i was was walking through it and i was doing this (laughs) but not realizing who was on the other side of it yeah you know was it my real friends or was it my fake friends or whatever and again as the years went on i figured out man these dudes man (laughs) You know, I, I you really showed your colors, man. Yeah. You really showed who you really are. And some of them I still have, but a lot of them I, I don't even associate with anymore to mm-hmm. a certain point. Because after, now that I think about it, man, these dudes are just, you know, as soon as I picked up the guitar and started strumming, they were right there. Yeah. <laughs> I could be anywhere. Yeah. <laughs> and, and now I know, you know, why they were there. So the real friends... You know, I, I have a, a friend I talked to actually this morning. is is a great friend of mine. He was my college uh, roommate in college for like two years. We lived in the dorms for two years, and he was my roommate for two years. And he's a man of God, and I just love talking to him because he's so inspirational, number one. And we had our times in college. You know, when you're in college, you crave whatever it is and that. I played on a team, and I was only 21 years old, 20, 19, so I thought I was, you know, bigger than God. Yeah. I wasn't even close. <laughs> And when I need to talk to somebody about something to a certain point, 
I know I, I he shoots straight from the hip, and he's a he's just a good person I can talk to, and mm-hmm. he's seen a change in me, and he he understands that and he appreciates that. And I said, well, you know, I, you know, I figured a lot of stuff out, Kevin. You know, I mean, you know, you're only on this earth for a little bit. Yeah. And if you're in a position to make an impact and to do the right thing, you better do it. Yeah. You better do it. Nice. I love that. You yeah. should have a book of like these little sayings. Do you do you keep a book of that or anything? Do you? Uh, Teresa has the book. Teresa got the book. She got more. As soon as I get sell on Amazon. Soon, it's gonna be called Thursday Thoughts with Andre. <laughs> 100% Sunday, it's Sunday thoughts. Sunday, Sunday thoughts. thoughts. Sorry. I love Sorry. it. I love it. Yeah. No, perfect. Thank you. And before we wrap everything up, please mm-hmm. let us know about the um, ugly sweater. Um, yeah. Yeah. Um, I'm so excited. You know, again, Teresa Villano, my girlfriend, um, she, uh, she's something else. She's let something me tell else. you, she's, she is a part of me because we, we not only think the same about a lot of things, but sometimes when I'm not thinking, she knows what I'm thinking. Um, <laughs> She came up, not came up with this, because I'm a big avid. I love the golf. Um, and I have my, I have a golf tournament back in Pennsylvania. And three, four years ago, we wanted to do something out here and impact not only the kids in the boys and girls clubs here, but, um, you know, get all our friends together, people that we know. Um, she's very, uh, she's an influencer. Um, she connects people. Uh, she knows how to talk to influencers. She knows what to do. Me, I just show up as so-called eye candy. I don't know what that means, <laughs> but uh, um, I used to have a couple now later's in my pocket. But that's what it was. You, you remember the now later's? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do just they look. make those still? They do. You got to go in the hood though, probably. <laughs> <laughs> so, and she she just has a great way of connecting people, and our mission, you know, again, is the kids, and you know what company or what influencer doesn't want to be involved with kids and what we're doing. And we get a lot of people involved. And, you know, December 7th, we're having our third annual Ugly Sweater, Ugly Sweater Christmas Party slash golf tournament. Ugly Christmas Sweater, sorry. See, she's always correcting my English. Um, I had it backwards. But uh, we have celebrities that are coming in from every part, basketball, baseball, football, um, influencers here in San Diego, uh, companies, you know, we have companies that are sponsoring and uh, we're all about having a good time and, uh, you know, impacting kids through the through the foundation, through donations. And uh, it's about camaraderie, getting together, having fun and uh, just seeing people, man, and, and realizing that, you know, we're again, we're we're here to do a duty. And that's uh, that's what we're doing. And um, we can't wait for it. It's, it's going to be fun. We're actually showing the. Bills 49ers Monday night football game on the 18th green with screen oh, TVs. Nice. So if people want to get involved or even donate. Yeah. Um, where can they go ahead? Um, yeah. They can go to events.com. The, or or the, the, the link's on my bio. bio. Yes. Yes. It'll be guys. there. Yeah. <laughs> See, she's listening, but she's not listening because I asked her that and she goes, huh? What? <laughs> Selective she's listening on but you. She's, she's been not only um, an inspirational person for me, um, but, you know, this girl's outstanding. Mm-hmm. You know, she's she's a lover, yeah. bottom line. Aww. And she's a uh, – drives me crazy sometimes, but sometimes that's how love is. Yeah. But she is uh, – she made me a better person. Wow. 
and she's in, she's inspired me to be a better person and and do the things that I'm doing. Because um, at one point, again, I said this earlier, I was you know five six years ago, I just was, you know, I was in this room with the lights on, but nobody home. Yeah, and I had to find my purpose, and she helped me find that purpose. So nice. Yeah. That's why it's important for anything from any intimate relationship, business relationship. Exactly. Find a person you need that's going to inspire you to be who you are and be great and make you the better person. Definitely. Make you better. Nice, nice. Well, this has been amazing. I think we're all inspired now, and uh, we are inspired to all have our own Teresa. If we don't have one, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what's gonna be hashtag right out there, right out there in the parking lot. But she, yeah, she's been great. Yeah, come on, come on, come on, come on, Teresa, let's go. Usually, I'm known to interrupt, but I want to say this man, Andre Reed, is one of 26 wide receivers in the Hall of Fame. He caught a lot of footballs in his day, but he teaches inner city kids, minority youth, to catch the love of reading and touch down to a good book. So it's his legacy is beyond anything you can Google. So read with Reed. Yes. Read Teresa. Read. Yeah. <laughs> well, thank you. Well, Very well put. Very well put. <laughs> this is perfect. Yeah. Um, we're about to end, and I want to say – do you have any words of inspiration you would love to, um, you know, end this um, podcast off? Um, just carpe diem, you know, seize the day. Um, the day's only 24 hours long and you sleep, you sleep, what, eight of those. Yeah. So you got four, 15, 16 hours to get what you need to get done, whatever that is. And I think we're, a lot of us are too many, we procrastinate too much. And uh, if there's some work out there there to be done, you better take advantage because it could be gone. Yeah. So, um, yeah, seize the day. Um, stand on the books you uh, you read, because um, uh, you stand on those books, they're gonna they gonna get you to the top. Um, it's important. Um, and um, just be a good person, man. It's yeah. you know nowadays we need to uh, we need to be good people. Yeah. No matter where you are, what you do, be good because you're gonna get that. You're going to get it coming back to you. Yeah. Either way. <laughs> either either way. If you're bad, look out. Yeah. But if you're good, you're going to get something good coming back to you. Nice. So just uh, be a good person. Well, thank you so much for this, Andre Reed. Thank, thank you. I appreciate it. for all this, and we are so excited. Remember, everybody, December 7th, you will have the link in the article with this podcast that um, for the Eventbrite where you can purchase. And if you um, events.com events.com events. com. and if yep. you can't purchase, you can also donate. So we'll That's have it. all those instructions and then yep. also make sure to follow him at at Andre James. underscore read eight three on uh, on Twitter and Instagram. And uh, yeah, I've joined the TikTok nation. Yes. <laughs> TikTok. So What's TikTok? yeah, TikTok. Oh, it's uh it's another app that. Uh, the president was trying to shut down, I guess. But, uh, it's it's another app, you know, where you can be yourself and do crazy things. And you can have, there's a lot of inspirational Bible stuff on there. And there's a lot of inspirational, uh, you know, stories, uh, a lot of controversial. It's just another platform for people to be and do what they want to do and, and get out what they think they should get out. Some of it's good. Some of it's a little crazy. Some of it's funny. I follow the comedians on there. They're comedy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I get my laughs off you of TikTok. You get laughs off yeah. there? Okay. Yeah. Perfect. <laughs> well, yeah. thank you so much. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Oh, no. It's our pleasure. Appreciate it. No. Thank you so much. Um, and this ends our episode for today. Yes. Perfect. <laughs>